0: Welcome to Today on Broadway from Monday, September 23rd, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, nice to hear from you. You guys had a jam-packed episode of uh, this week on Broadway. What was the uh, the big takeaway from Sunday's episode?
1: It was Jan-packed. And oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Jenna and Jan-packed and Peter-packed. Uh, Peter packed a pickle pepper <laughs> things like that so yeah uh this week on broadway we talked uh, again about the amazing darren brown oh, matt you have to see this show if you can
0: i know you're it, giving me like all these things that i have to see it's like you you think they're not already in my spreadsheet come on james yeah. to?
1: <laughs> no i you know i just want to take credit for it when okay. when, when you get here to- i mean
0: oliver might have a little bit of dibs on the credit for that one since he is a producer on it but well, that's fine i'll give you credit too give it both
1: oh excellent all right <laughs> uh and so uh and uh, jenna finally made it up to make believe um completing the circuit for i think all of us have seen it and gave it thumbs up and looking forward to seeing it in the regions and uh jan talked about fern hill and only yesterday at, both at 50 59 but more important, the other thing that you can do because it'll fit anywhere in your schedule mm-hmm. is the New York yep. Public Library for the Performing Arts uh, have an exhibition called In the Company of Harold Prince, yep. which uh, Peter and Jenna talked about. And now that can fit into anywhere in your spreadsheet, Matt. You have to go see <laughs> that. It, I mean, it I sounds, sounds amazing.
0: We actually will be talking about that here a little bit uh, later in the episode. So uh, definitely very much on the radar. Um, another thing, though, James, is you uh, one of the reasons why you wanted to be here was to give a little uh, Patreon update.
1: Yeah. So you're uh, still working out the Patreon stuff. We wanted to give people a progress report in the uh, in 10 days or so that we've been patreoning, patronatoring or what is the property? patronizing? Patronize? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah well, not. something like that. <laughs> well, what our listeners have been patronizing, uh, Broadway Radio, we have uh, seventy-five of you have stepped up to the tune of seven hundred dollars a month, and that's tremendously encouraging. Uh, thank you so much to everybody. And um, we have great ideas from everybody. I'm going to break out some of these new ideas, uh, uh, benefits to the folks who are supporting Broadway Radio. uh, Probably, I would say, the end of the day, Monday, maybe on Tuesday. I'm still working out some technical stuff. But suffice to say that uh, if you are supporting us, we're going to be supporting you and giving you the inside track on Broadway Radio's uh,
0: offerings. Awesome. I can't wait to hear what it is that you decide to do. I am putting myself to the fullest (laughs) possible. Thank you, Siri. Okay. She just quoted uh, um, Hal from uh, what is that? Uh, uh, Space Odyssey, 2001 Space Odyssey. So Thank you. That's not creepy at all, Siri. Um, I do want to say, James, real quick, we are recording in the middle of the Emmys, so we don't have a ton of information about that. I will give you a rundown of all the theatrical wins on tomorrow's show, but... Uh, right before we started recording, one Tony Shalhoub won his like 174th uh-huh. Emmy Award. Uh, this one, another one for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So uh, good for Tony.
1: It's act Act four.
0: Mm. Yeah, I see what you did there.
1: We're not actually recording in the middle of the Tonys. I mean, we're elsewhere, means, but it happens yeah. to be going on while we're yeah. recording. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that would be weird if we were doing it like in the middle of the theater that they were doing the Emmys in
1: but we would be able to talk about these first up in the news thing. The uh, We have some movie musical news.
0: Yeah, James, on Friday, we got not one, but two reports about musicals coming to the screen. One is an actual Broadway adaptation. The other is a new take on a timeless tale with quite an interesting pair of leads. First, let's start with a stage-to-screen adaptation as Deadline exclusively reported that Netflix is adapting Jason Robert Brown's Kitty musical 13, For the streaming service, JRB will write new music, and Robert Horn, who co wrote the original book, will pen the screenplay. Tamara Davis, who got her start doing uh, music videos for quite an eclectic cast of characters and now does quite a bit of TV, is attached to direct. Obviously, the original production was notable for the fact that the cast and the band was made up entirely of kids. Now, James, I doubt that they're going to be able to pull that off uh, in this Netflix version. Uh, but because of that, I would not be surprised if they found a way to get a cameo out of one Ariana Grande, who began her professional career in a supporting role in the show on Broadway and has stayed pretty close to J.R.B. ever since. Yeah,
1: I mean, she really is. uh She's really a really huge fan of Jason, and in fact, where wh- was it? Was it the Grammys or the Emmys that he played for her? It, I guess it was, was actually the,
0: no, it was the MTV Movie or uh, Music Award, Music Video Awards years oh. ago, right at the beginning yeah. of our Today on Broadway experiment. <laughs> All right. So, what's the other movie? The other movie musical comes. This news, at least, comes from the Hollywood Reporter and features a new musical reimagining of a Christmas Carol, set to star Will Ferrell. And Ryan Reynolds, Sean Anders and John Morris, who worked with Farrell on the cinematic classics that are the daddy's home movies, are writing and directing. I would assume that Farrell would be playing Scrooge. Reynolds may be one of the ghosts, but they have not said as of yet. Um, I don't know if Anders and Morris have any music experience or if it's going to be a jukeboxy type thing, but... Uh, I guess we will find out. They are currently shopping the project around to a number of studios, but when you have stars like Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds attached, I imagine it will not be hard to find financing.
1: Yeah, they could sell some of those Reynolds pamphlets. That's that's so bad. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I, I'm out of I'm out of practice here. I, I just know. I got to work on it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, next up, West End Joseph in negotiations for a 2021 Broadway transfer.
0: Yeah, James, last week, the Daily Mail's Baz Boy reported something that we'd previously discussed as a possibility, but that's that Lawrence Connor directed production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat that is returning to London at the Palladium this summer is currently actually in negotiations for a Broadway bow in 2021. Baz also reports that London star Jack Yarrow, who could potentially transfer with the show, but would be leading an otherwise American cast if he did come over with the production. Now, James, I feel like since Sondheim is getting at least two revivals, maybe more this season in West Side Story and Company, ALW feels like he has to step it up, bring over Joseph, perhaps this new Cinderella thing, uh, maybe that Regents Park production of Evita, not to mention Phantom is still running, just to be able to flex a little bit on Stevie.
1: <laughs> so I was I I, I don't know uh, this Jack Yarrow. Is this, uh, he's, yeah, big, I don't, I don't big, know him either. Big yeah. West Ender, we'll have to, uh, ask our, ask Matt over in London about him. Um, but I, I, I was, I was seeing some, uh, memes floating around Facebook. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody of Middle Eastern descent actually play Joseph?
0: Yeah, well, we're we're getting that in the Manhattan concert production version um, with Tony winner Ariel Stachel, who is doing yeah. the one night production. I wonder if that's going to set up a little bit of a contentious thing if they bring another white dude uh, and Yaro is just a white dude um, uh, over uh, to do the show. I wonder if people will be now that they see Ariel Stachel, who is of, of Middle Eastern descent doing it if if they're going to expect that moving forward, which I would have no problem if they did expect that moving forward. Hmm. All right. What do we
1: have in this week's theatrical schedule?
0: Okay. Things aren't as crazy this week as they have been in recent weeks, but we will start off tomorrow night with the opening of the two shows done in one night. Um, what, they're basically two short shows. they not actually that short. It's a total of three and a half hours. Um, but they're two shows done with an intermission in between. They are Run, Boy, Run and In Old Age uh, by New York Theatre Workshop usual suspect Infoniso Udofia. This is part of her nine-part saga The UFO Cycle. These are following up on the 2017 chapters of The Sojourners and Her Portmanteau, which were very well-received. Uh, A couple years ago, these are set to run currently through October 13th. Then on Wednesday, we have our next Broadway opening. That is The Height of the Storm on Broadway from the Manhattan Theater Club. This is a transfer from the West End production and stars Jonathan Price and Eileen Atkins. This is the American premiere of Florian Zeller's play. He's French, so it was translated by Christopher Hampton. Uh, this one has been drawing a lot of comparisons to another Florian Zeller, Florian Zeller, Christopher Hampton show that was on Broadway a couple seasons ago called The Father, which starred uh, Frank Langella. So similar types of themes, which a lot of uh, Zeller's shows do. But so keep that in mind if you want to go in and, and bring some uh, tissues with you as well. Also on Wednesday, we have an off-Broadway opening, and that is from the WP Theater and Second Stage Theater. It's Our Dear Dead Drug Lord by Alexis Shear and directed by Whitney White. This show is currently scheduled to run through October 20th and deals with a group of girls who decide that they're going to make a fan club in order to summon the ghost of Pablo Escobar, which... I'm really, really upset that this is only running through October 20th because I really want to see this show.
1: Well, they could land a helicopter to get them in the great escape, you know?
0: Yeah, could be. Could be. Uh, This one sounds like one of those really cool shows that um, hopefully, like you mentioned, with Make Believe will be done in a lot of places uh, outside of New York in the coming years. But that is not all we have on Wednesday because over at the Public Theater, we also have the first performance in New York of the new play with a musical soft power. This one has, um, lyrics and a book. It's actually, they say it's a play and lyrics by David Henry Huang with music and additional lyrics by Janine Tassori. Lee Silverman, uh, is the director of this one. This is something that we've been talking about quite a bit here. It is one of the, apparently one of the most ambitious and unique things that you will ever see on stage after it had its, premiere in California last year, or maybe at the end of 2017. Uh, It, of course, stars former Tommy Moore guest Francis Zhu, along with Raymond J. Lee, Conrad Rickamora, and more. Very, very hopeful that this one extends one more time so that I can see it on my trip in November. Then, over in Milburn, New Jersey, uh, at the Paper Mill Playhouse, we have the first performance of Chasing Rainbows, colon, The Road to Oz, coming up on Friday, September 26th. This is the Early years of one Judy Garland. Uh, The show has been uh, kicking around for a while. Ruby Rakos will star as Judy. Other Broadway favorites, including um, Leslie Margarita, Max von Essen, and more are uh, in the show as well. It is currently scheduled to run through October 27th. And this one does have some sort of inclination to potentially come to Broadway. It seems like that would be a tough sell on Broadway, uh, but it will be interesting to see what happens after that, James. Then on Saturday, we have two things going on on Saturday. The first is previews for the Broadway bow of the inheritance begin. Um, This is one that you're going to have to check your schedule if you're going to go during previews over to the Ethel Barrymore Theater because it is a two part play. But they are spending the first few weeks just doing part one. They will not actually have a performance of part two. Until Friday, October 11th. So you're going to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight performances of part one before you get part two. So make sure you're not buying two part ones. I mean, go ahead and buy two part ones, but only if you uh, know that and don't think you're getting part two as well. And then also on Saturday night, the opening of the Old Globe Theater's production of Almost Famous is happening out in San Diego. Uh, this one is currently set to run through October 27th. And James, with this opening happening out in California, I would not be surprised if we got an announcement potentially this is happening the openings on Saturday, so maybe maybe beforehand, but I would not be surprised if next week we get an announcement about another opening for this one. Just throwing mm. that out there.
1: Okay. Excellent. You said that there was uh, two things on Saturday, but there's actually three things on Saturday. Oh no, what's what else is there? On Saturday I'm going to go see Little Shop. Oh, with groff sauce. With groff sauce. Yeah. So, uh, taking the, the whole family. We were just, we were just planning our, uh, our Saturday mealtime and, uh, best place to spot groff before he goes into the theater type of thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Are you doing the
0: matinee or the evening show? Evening. We're doing the evening okay. show. All right. So, All right. Yeah. It's so, a great. It's a great theater. It's in a great place. Um, it's over uh, a little bit closer to Hell's Kitchen, I believe. Yeah, it's in Hell's uh, Kitchen. Is it's it in Hell's theater. Kitchen? Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's a great theater. I'm really looking forward to seeing it as well. And uh, uh, I mean, I know that there are certain members of your family who are quite, quite fond of one Jonathan Groff.
1: Yeah, my 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 wife and my daughter are just uh, just counting down the minutes till we see Groff and uh and my son's like, "I'm gonna miss football, <laughs> so. I mean, I understand, I yeah understand uh, no oh, yeah. you know he's uh he he's you know keeps on bringing up the Ohio State University. Yeah, they're pretty great <laughs> all right, other than the Ohio State University, do you have any other recommendations
0: I do, I have two, and I'm not <laughs> gonna spend a lot of time on this because. It's weird. But this first one comes from a, a publication that I can fairly confidently say we have never mentioned on this podcast or perhaps in the entire 10 year history of Broadway Radio. and That is Entomology Today.
1: Oh, no. We talk about them all the time.
0: OK, well, I must have missed this episode um, because <laughs> an entomologist named uh, Dr. Emily Bick reviewed Beetlejuice from an entomological perspective. Now, just in case you are confused entomology is the study of bugs. Etymology is the study of words. This is entomologist. uh, So the study of bugs, obviously, bugs play quite a bit of uh, uh, a role in Beetlejuice. So I'll leave that there if you want to read a review about bugs. But the other recommendation, James, is the thing that I mentioned earlier that has a connection to the New York Public Library's Uh, exhibit of in the company of Harold Prince. And apparently two old friends just stopped by the exhibit last week and sat down on a piano. That is the aforementioned Jason Robert Brown and Lee Carmelo, who just got uh, into town to start her run as uh, Dolly Gallagher Levi over the weekend. But last week they sat down at a piano sang all the wasted time from parade, obviously Jason Robert Brown, sang the show or uh, wrote the show. Carolee Carmelo was a Tony nominee for the show. How Prince uh, produced the show and his daughter directed the show. So um, some great, great moment. Like I've only seen a student production of Parade in my life, but I still am sitting here watching J.R.B. and Carolee um, do this. And I'm just getting head to toe goosebumps. It's just fantastic. So check that out in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, Jenna and Peter were talking about that, uh, and the fact that uh, the piano is sitting at the end of the exhibit, just waiting to be played, and that uh, I guess they had seen the video on Broadway World that um, that Match. this was uh, done. But uh, just a little correction here: uh, Hal Prince directed Parade. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh, did his daughter direct last, last five, five years. years? Last five okay. years, yeah. I'm getting them all confused. Yeah. I'm I'm old.
1: It's a, it's okay. Last five years goes backwards and right. it's, it and forwards and, and forwards. meets in the middle, and yeah. it's very confusing. Time is, a, time is a flat circle. Yeah, exactly.
0: What do we have in other news? Okay, I've got three quick stories for you. First, last week the Classic Stage Company announced that Sarna Lapine will direct the repertory productions, productions of Kate Hamill's reimagining of Dracula and Tristan Bernays' adaptation of Frankenstein, both beginning performances in January. Then the Atlantic Theater Company announced the cast for the world premiere of Stephen Adley Gerges' Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. The show will <laughs> – it's great. Leave I want, it, a, show leave it. I want yeah. a show jacket for that. I want a show jacket for that. I told you, yeah. Um, OK, so <laughs> uh, we've been talking about show jackets as potential Patreon uh, gifts. Um, so, the, yeah, so the show will feature a number of performers who have worked with the playwright before, including Victor Almanzare, Elizabeth Canavan. Uh, Sean Carvajal, in addition to Quincy, Tyler Bernstein, and others. Additional casting will be announced, and the show will begin performances off-Broadway on November 14th. And finally, James, the Public Theater announced the cast for the revival of Tony Kushner's A Bright Room Called Day. The show will star Michael Esper, Grace Gummer, Nikki M. James, Michael Urie, Estelle Parsons, and more. Directed by Oscar Eustace, the show begins performances on October 29th and is definitely Towards, if not at, the very top of my fault list.
1: Why couldn't they get anybody good to be in that cast? I
0: know, no, no talent at all for this. <laughs> a bunch of nobodies, no talent, nobodies. I was like, wow!
1: I saw this press release and I was like, Ooh. yeah. Now another one, and another one,
0: and another one. Uh, oh, that's great. That's a good one.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that that that, that could make some uh, other spreadsheets of ours, uh, depending on how well it's received. Could be. Could
0: be. Yeah. All right, Matt. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from Broadway...
1: <laughs> Time. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Hey, I was thinking about the Patreon thing. I have a David Cromer step and repeat type of thing that we could... Uh, that should have been from the flea market if we had a flea market thing you know, should have would have should have next year yeah. and uh, Matt and Ashley will be back to uh, report the news to you tomorrow